Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Mum, how you doing? Good. You're currently on the air, and before Dad joins, he's going to join any second now. Would you like to give us any insights into what happened yesterday? Wow, okay. Well, I can do that for you. Um, I'm just in transit at the moment, so you may hear a few background noises going on. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yep. Well, we attended the um, marching out parade of um, Carolyn O'Hare, who... I worked with at North Sydney Police Station and so did Dad many, many years ago. Um, and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful day. What exactly is a marching out? Like, what does that entail? Well, it, it was the commissioner, because I was commissioner of police, because she had been involved in lots of high-level counterterrorism activities and had also been a... Well, basically, very supportive of victims of terrorism over the years. The commissioner decided that it was fitting to give her a passing out or march out parade to honour her service to the New South Wales Police Force over the 42 years she'd been in the police force. Wow. So, I mean, were you involved with her back when you were on the force? She joined, I was in class 167 along with Sue. Mm -hmm. Carolyn joined the police force, I think maybe three or four classes after us. Yeah. So she came to North Sydney Police Station. I'd, I was already established there, already settled into the job. Yep. And, yeah, so myself and Sue, I think she saw as being role models at the time. Yep. I don't remember being <laughs> much of a role model for anyone, but obviously I had some impression. So, so I would have worked with her, definitely, in North Sydney. Yeah. Uh, Dad did. Dad did work with her. Yes. Gotcha. You can't hear this, Mum, but Dad's just joined the call. Dad, uh, Mum and I were just chatting about the passing out ceremony. Dad, what what exactly is a passing out ceremony? I assume it doesn't involve anybody becoming spontaneously unconscious. It's some sort of, like, parade or something? I've got some video of it, Paul. Christine and I, we were invited, which was a great honour and privilege, Nothing could have prepared us for the enormity of the occasion. And when I say the enormity, there were there were people from ASIO, FBI, yeah. CIA. The, on. the commissioner Hang of on. the commissioner of police. This was a. Uh, uh, I, uh, Christian and I we we got into the building, just yeah. like getting into Fort Knox. Yeah, and <laughs> we were just. I I could not believe the number of senior officers and, and, and politicians and and some of the, the greatest legal 
you know, uh, I guess I could say mines, um, at least in New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, but but more importantly, Paul, there were you you, you recall the Lint Cafe siege siege. Oh, the Lint Cafe siege. Yes. Um, there was one of the um, one of the hostages was there. That is absolutely incredible. Um, now, just listeners, full disclosure, mum is literally on speakerphone, and because of the way we've set this audio up, dad can hear me, uh, mum can hear me, they can't hear each other, so I feel very odd. Mum's currently in transit, listening to pretty much just me go, uh-huh, uh-huh, but mum, just for you, dad has just said that um, amongst the guests included members of the CIA, FBI, and one of the hostages from the Lint siege in Sydney that everyone clearly knows about. Mum, can you back up these? Was it really this big? Not that I I'm can, a kid. I can, I can. And Carolyn almost made a bit of a joke and said, well, we were, there's probably someone here from ATO, but I can't disclose where they are in the room, but <laughs> they were involved in some of the operations as well. So, yes, I can confirm that what Dad said is correct. That's amazing. Mum, I, I have to ask, and Mum, I'm going to ask you a somewhat loaded question when you are literally trying to negotiate the Sydney public transport uh, system. If you had stayed in the police force, do you think you may have gone down some sort of route like this? Definitely, 100%. I found it very inspiring yesterday listening to Carolyn's long and amazing career path that she took. And I definitely would have gone down a very similar path, for sure. You still actually do, to a degree investigate and uh, deal with stuff that is... Look, I don't know if uh, people know what you do, but you do actually have a degree of investigatory acumen in your current position. I know it's not anti-terrorism, but... I can't can't say what I do. I work to the Dust Diseases Board, Dust Diseases Authority, and I do investigations on applicants to the scheme who have been exposed to hazardous dust in New South Wales and have contracted a lung disease so I'm still doing some investigative work but it's, it's just helping people who, who are very unwell so it's, it's still still an investigative type of role definitely yeah yeah I mean I just like the fact that you were basically muscled out of the force for choosing to you know prioritize family and now decades later you are actually doing investigation work like with or without their help i really like that yeah yeah no definitely definitely i don't have any regrets i mean obviously not but it was wonderful to go yesterday and and meet up with a few of my old classmates apart from carolyn um carolyn's event and have a chat to sue which was great um and stand in front of the F-100 truck. <laughs> I used to drive at high speed in high speed pursuits or under siren around North Sydney and surrounding suburbs. Can't believe I did that. Um, with a big bench seat that I had to always push forward to reach the pedals. And my um, colleague, my offsider, would always have... Mostly it would be a male, of course, and they'd have their knees up around their ears because I'd have to push it so far forward they had no leg room. So that was (laughs) (laughs) rather bizarre. We will have to post that photo on the Facebook page on the discussion group. Listen, Mum... I'll let you get back to your day, but I really just wanted to say thank you for hopping on and having a chat. It's it's always... Oh, no, it was a pleasure. I'm sorry about all the train noise in the background, but 
totally have no control over that. No, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Well, look, uh, get back to work and uh, love you lots and we'll see you soon. All right. Wonderful day to all our listeners as well. Thank okay. You. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, there she goes. Dad, mm. um, I, t- technological weirdness aside, I know that now mum's gone. Uh, how do you feel about my question as to what she would have done if she'd stayed in the force? Christine and I had that very discussion, Paul, on the way home. We are very fortunate to be able to walk to the Sydney Police Centre. Uh-huh. And it was we both dressed up really nicely. And I guess, Paul, you know me in terms of my mode of wardrobe. Um, I was so proud of myself when I got dressed up that we walked past our local coffee shop and I actually went in and sort of stood there. And they're just looking at me, and I sort of gesticulated with my hands with an inward movement. You're fishing. You're fishing for compliments. I was, <laughs> and I said to them all after they sort of stood there dumbfounded. I said, "Look, this is a rare opportunity to see me dressed so nicely, and that's true. Yeah, I, I made a big effort, and thank yeah. thank God. I mean, Christine always dresses beautifully. So mm. we did the long walk. Uh, the walk took us." Well, it was very leisurely, and it was a little bit of a sort of a, it was still, it was in the afternoon, it was quiet, it was sort of in in between, you know, that time before peak hour, Yeah. and we took all the back back alleys, back lanes, you know, weird little sort of cross-country paths that uh, some of them I had not seen before, Uh so we wanted to time it, and you come to this brutalist concrete edifice that is the Sydney Police Centre that has been built in a way that should a jumbo jet happen to decide to land on top, the yeah. building the building would be basically impenetrable uh, for very good reason. And it's, 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 a, it's a maximum... I mean, it could easily sort of shut the doors tomorrow as the Sydney Police Centre and become a maximum security prison. It's a very imposing... Very imposing. And I I actually don't mind brutalist architecture. Oh, Sydney's got got some of the best brutalist architecture. It's it's incredible. Mm. Yeah. So, Christine and I, we tentatively approached this monumental structure. And Mm -hmm. for the listeners, uh, I have never, ever been inside that building, ever. It was being built as I worked across the road... Um, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, if you were in the force, why weren't you at the building? But if it wasn't built yet, that makes sense. So what was it like entering it for the first okay, time? So we, we approached, uh, we'd been given fairly precise instructions by Caroline, who I must say is just a beautiful person. Are we allowed to say her name? Is yes, this, is of that course. Okay? I've already told her that we're going to be talking about her today. Excellent. Is she going to be listening to this very yes, episode? Oh, I'm going to, yeah. Look, it's oh, so her yeah. name is Carolyn O'Hare, Detective Chief Inspector, something of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. And okay, a couple of little things. Firstly, she told us that we had to approach a special constable. So mm-hmm. a special constable is—they're not a constable of police. Uh, they're not armed, but to the public, they look like a police officer. And he was sort of doing the meet and greet. We go inside. The security is, as you can imagine, phenomenal. Um, and it was just fascinating. And we go into this sort of auditorium 
And I've never seen so many high-ranking police, um, which is a testament to Caroline. Now, a couple of little interesting facts, listeners, and Paul, my registered number in the New South Wales Police Force was 19676. And, and how do, well, you actually gave me as a present a little while back your actual police badge with the number on it, which was yeah. really, yeah. really special because they don't have those anymore. Uh, they have name tags. So when Carolyn, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, when she was up on the podium talking, she, or it, it was pointed out to the audience that was well in excess of, it was standing room only. There were more than 100 people. In fact, they were concerned that people they just wouldn't be able to fit everyone. And it was brought to everyone's attention that there are only 19 members of the New South Wales Police Force as of yesterday yeah. with a prefix starting with 19. Okay? So what that means is that I mean, the stats are just extraordinary in terms of if I had stayed in the New South Wales Police Force, I would have been one of 20 people with a registered number under 20,000. Um, so they're, they're, they're sort of regarded as a bit of a... It's sort of a... They're, bit, they're sort of legends because Carolyn has just completed 42 years continuous service. Amazing. Which is extraordinary. So to my left, um, basically within, within arm's reach... And of course, you don't know at the time, but Carolyn made aware, and this particular person um, acknowledged that she had been um, one of the hostages in the Lint Cafe, which is wow. unbelievable to be sitting next to. Because, and then a little bit further away, there's a very famous bombing of the Harkoa Club. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, rings a bell. Okay, so there was a guy that was at the club during the explosion, and he was literally blown off his chair and blown across the room, and slammed up against a wall, and he was there too. These are... Now, oh. I assume these are people who she helped because Correct. she was the one organising rescue. Oh, this. no, 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 no. These, no. Are, these are... No, she was at such a very high level. The Harkoa Club is a historic crime. And gotcha, what okay. Carolyn did mm-hmm. after exhaustive, um, you know, creating these these teams that would then... They're, they're basically the Harkoa Club is basically basically a cold case, um, as is the very 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 famous Hilton Hotel bombing, which mm-hmm. Carolyn resurrected, and that happened before she joined the police force. But you know these are cold cases, and they're historically you know very challenging to work on. I, I was I don't think anyone expected the police commissioner to be there because it was um, it had been explain to everyone that there would be an assistant commissioner of police basically overseeing the entire occasion. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yep. But then all of a sudden, uh, the police commissioner rocks up and Carolyn made particular reference to her because she said, look, I understand that you basically work 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. It is, it's an extraordinary job very challenging and to be in that room sitting next to christine now listeners this is exciting what i'm about to say in fact to some people it might be sort of not incredibly exciting but this is what i'm about to say listeners is gave me such a thrill it's it sent shivers down my spine and and i sort of i think i teared up a little bit but carolyn now now, now bearing in mind the the gravity of the sort of the crowd and her epic lifelong work, we're talking internationally regarded highly, Carolyn, in the world of counterterrorism. It's a scary world. It's a world that we generally don't get to hear about. I mean, you, Christine and I were talking this morning about imagine the stuff she knows. Imagine the... It's just fucking... It's incredible. And it's, and it's, 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 it's super secret, as you can imagine. So there are all these people in the room and... I just couldn't believe Carolyn actually made specific reference to Christine and Sue. No. Yeah, she called them out. And it was beautiful. She just... I, of all the people... Of all, when she, it was incredible. That's, I couldn't believe it. I, I just thought that's, to have had that impression... that Because yeah. Christine and Sue and another lovely lady that was there that... I don't recall her name. The three of them, in fact, I'll send you a photograph, Paul, of Caroline and the three from that trailblazing class of females, 
the first group to go into general duties. And Carolyn just, she mentioned them by name, which I think is wonderful. And then... So the police, the police commissioner, FBI, CIA, hostage from the Lint crisis, and the shout-out gets given to mum. Correct. That's, and Sue. And Sue. Yep. That is incredible. I know. I, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I thought I was hearing things. I just Dad, thought, that's... In- yeah. And then, because yeah. if that's not enough, towards the end of her eloquent, touching, concise, unbelievable farewell speech to the New South Wales police force and the people of New South Wales and the people in terms of counterterrorism, well, I guess the, the world, she, uh, she actually made reference to, to me. Yeah, she, she used our name. She said uh, she actually described it as the Verhovens. Isn't that lovely? From the podium. And I, fuck, I tell you what, uh, it means that uh, we had an impact. And Carolyn, because your formative years, when you join a job, it can make or break you. For example, your sister Anne, who was studying law and brilliant in the inaugural year of the Juris Doctor at Sydney University. She had a bad time. She had a bad time uh, with one of the leading QCs Mm -hmm. in the land, a guy that I knew. And single-handedly, I think it's fair to say that this particular man uh, basically turned Anne off the law. Now, some people might say, well, that's, you know, that's not the best excuse, but it's really, really important in life when you start off in a career Mm -hmm. that if you're in a position of authority and you're looked up to that you have such you can create such an impression on people and quite often in life as is with the case with Carolyn Christine Carolyn came up to Christine on a number of occasions yesterday in front of a lot of very senior police officers and said Christine I looked up to you you were a role model and Christine had no idea while she was in the police force that this young, lovely, you know, aspiring police officer who would end up in such an incredible role would, that Christine would have had such an effect. And Carolyn said to me that she remembered me standing at the counter typing. I mean, just these little reflections... Uh, and to be sort of to be able to recall that that memory forty two years later uh, is 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 lovely. And I found the whole thing, uh, you know, intense, full on. Then when we went outside, they had a like a sort of a march out where we performed sort of a guard of honour where there were literally hundreds of police and and friends and family and victims, because she's very much into victim support, the victims of terrorism. And they had like a a lone piper, you know, piping, and she, Carolyn, comes down. Carolyn then makes her way out onto the main road, and they'd blocked the entire road off. And they had the beautiful F-100, the paddy wagon, the one that Christine alluded to. And that's when I called Christine over and got a great photo of Christine that I'll send you to put on the Facebook page. 
Then Carolyn goes round to the front of the paddy wagon. She hops in the driver's seat and they put all the lights and sirens on. They had a highway patrol escort and off they go. Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely incredible. And as a as a slight aside to this, Christine and I were having coffee this morning at our lovely coffee shop. Christine is telling the story to the staff and Christine mentions the F100, the paddy wagon that Christine used to drive and Christine mentions a bench seat. And the lovely girl who would be in her mid to late 20s said to Christine, what is a bench seat? Isn't that funny? So What is a bench seat? It's just a... Well, you know how in, when you hop into a car, you've got you know individual seats in the front? Yeah. Well, just imagine you don't have individual one, seats. You've just got one, one really, really long bench. Like a bench, yeah. Like okay. a bench and, you know. So it's kind of... So things sort of change. and But to see the paddy wagon is it's, it brings back visceral, mm. hardcore, palpable memory of a time. And then we said our goodbyes. Christine and I sort of had a very contemplative walk home. Yeah. And we, we were very honoured and touched to have been invited to such an event. But we both decided mm-hmm. uh, simultaneously that we're kind of happy that we both left the police force and we're happy that our lives have taken the trajectory. But of course, we have the New South Wales police force to thank because if we hadn't have joined the police force and for Mm -hmm. everyone that hasn't read your first book, please go and read it loose units because it's very 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 detailed as to the story as to how we are all sitting here today in 2023 <laughs> i think that's fair um actually one of the questions you kind of led on to something that i, I asked you about before but I, i'd like to press you a little bit more on just the basic question of what do you think mum could have done had she stayed in the police force could she have had a similar sort of career trajectory Christine was admitted to law, um, something that a lot of, not a lot of people know. I don't know whether you know, but she was admitted mm-hmm. to law. Christine is highly intelligent. She's yeah. extremely perceptive, intuitive, caring, mm-hmm. sensitive. She could have easily made her way to the top job. And by the yeah. top job, I mean commissioner. And I'm, I have no hesitation. I have no bias. I'm speaking factually. And I've seen the way Christine has worked through various other organisations, the incredible esteem she's held in. In fact, Christine was one of a couple of high-profile guests, including a guy that had been in a Black Hawk helicopter that had been shot down. And we were talking really hardcore. And Carolyn had gone to this big uh, sort of symposium yeah, and she saw and heard Christine as one of the guest speakers, and Carolyn then came up to Christine. Carolyn um, came up after the the um, you know that the, the big event, and, I remember, yeah. and congratulated Christine, and 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 then let her know um, that she'd always admired Christine. So look, you know, and I've always believed Paul that. You know, 
Look, Christine, she's also, she undersells herself. But she's just picked up this extraordinary one-year contract within Dust Diseases. It's a, and, it, and it was hotly contested. Pretty well everyone applied for this very, very special position. And she got it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, yes, so you should have got it. Because you're a bloody hard worker. And they had a farewell for Christine last week. And the esteem in which she's held within every place she's ever worked at... Wait, is, is, mum, is, mum, is mum finishing up at her job? Well, she's still technically with eye care. Yeah. But because she's taken up this special one-year contract on a, on a special uh, sort of a... This extraordinary team that are creating a new system, okay? Uh-huh. They kind of, all her staff got together and even though she's still in the same building on the same floor, they felt, they sort of drew a line in the sand and thought, okay, you're now moving over to this other project for a year. We'll, we'll have a bit of a, and I think it was a, a, an excuse almost for her colleagues to acknowledge what a phenomenal person she is. And that is not at all surprising to anyone who's actually met mum, whether you've come to one of the live shows and you've seen her sort of milling around like, I mean, she's incredible. But what I like is that this, you know, marching out or whatever you want to call it, this ceremony for this incredible woman has highlighted the fact that, um, and I said it before to mum and I, I meant it, I think she has actually ended up in a place where she is appreciated, which she wasn't really in the force when she was there at the time, and she actually gets to investigate. I mean, these people are literally in life or death situations, and mum is the one helping investigate and get them what they need. Like, she is doing incredible work, high-stakes stuff. She's at the top of the food chain in this place, and she's just absolutely killing it. And it's, it's really nice to see that she's getting to use the skills that she could have used if she'd uh, been able to stay on. Um, and I just I, I think Mum's amazing. Uh, I'm still I'm still convinced that I should try and get her to let me write a book about her. But she just doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to make a fuss. She's not like us, Dad. She doesn't <laughs> she doesn't see herself as the hero of the story, which might be why she's such an incredible person. I concur, Paul. Yeah. So anyway, that's a yeah. chapter that um, <clears throat> has closed. I guess I'll say this: that what happened yesterday in terms of the people that were there it, it it just doesn't happen for everyone you know this is a, a person who is highly regarded by her peers by the public and she will be sorely missed but her legacy will be well uh, it will go on infinitely into yeah. the future I might have to uh might have to ask her some stories at some point off the record and see what she wants to talk about. I, I've actually met with Caroline on the QT mm. and we've we've chatted and her stories, generally speaking, are definitely mm. not for press. <laughs> I can assure you. Oh my God. Well, I'm really, really happy that she's... I mean, first of all, Caroline, congratulations. And I hope you're listening and I hope you enjoy... I, I know you listen and I know you enjoy the show. Uh, but we really are just so deeply chuffed that you invited mum and dad along. And I can't believe... I mean, I can believe, but I, I'm really gratified that you gave them a nod. That is so sweet. It's so unexpected. And it's lovely to hear that uh, the things they did have had wide-reaching impacts. But God, what an incredible career you've had. And... Dad, the stories people have 
the things people have done in these industries are just amazing. Anyway, look, I think that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. But if you want to see the photo of mum in front of this uh, truck that she used to hoon around while she was in uniform uh, in general duties, head across to the podcast discussion group on Facebook and I'll post it there. But that's all the time we have for today's episode. Have an incredible weekend, everybody. Dad and I will be back first thing next week with a regular episode of Loose Units. In the meantime, have a great one, and we will see you soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.